This shouldn't be strange. It should be familiar with us. Amen? Only Holy Spirit can do what he does. Just got to give him room to do it. The Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. When you see stuff like that, he's working in the hearts of the people. working with the hearts of the people when you see him move like that. The best thing to do is let get out of the way and let Holy Spirit do it. He's the one that brings deliverance. teacher I was saying that they went down then you should come up different and a lot of time we find it hard to go down to really surrender but that's what he wants don't want to grieve him. Y'all feel that? In the atmosphere? Hey, you like in a trance there? Hey, teacher. perspective of who was at the head of the table. So what's happening? You feel a shift in Walker Ministry? How many of y'all feel a shift in Walker Ministry? Y'all know what the shift is? What's that? It's how you think. So it's really the will of God. Is that I told you the battle is over your mind. It's how you think. Right now where you are, sitting in these chairs, <laughs> is a sum total at this very moment how you think what you have what you possess is how you think everything that you have is how you think I was talking to the minister the other day Shamir Do you know you can possess anything? For real. If you're diligent. If you're disciplined. You can receive the Holy Spirit. If you're disciplined. If you have a desire. My thing is I just want us to be changed. Well, the way you're going to change is you change how you think. You change your mindset. Well, how do I change my mindset? What I feed my mind. That's how I change my mindset. It's important. I love this. You know, you're shaped like or you're designed like a computer. For real. And there's only two softwares that are available. 
there's only two software providers. God, his system, and Satan's system. But you are like a computer. And there's only two health care plans. There are only two health care plans. <laughs> Healing and disease. Which one have you downloaded? Because you are an operating system. You are. You really are. You are the original model. You have an original model. See, Satan software comes already infected out of the box. Built-in virus, yeah. Now, God's is built in with life abundant. His software is built with redemption, forgiveness. Which software have you downloaded? Which operating system have you plugged into? Oh, this is for real. Start to bring it to something that you can grasp and understand because most of us deal with computers in some form or fashion. Yeah? We can relate. So when you bring your thoughts into quarantine, you got an option to keep them or you can ultimately permanently delete them. You do the same thing. Oh, most of y'all just keep them in quarantine. You know, when they're in quarantine, they're still infected. Okay. I want to talk about the heart. I want to talk about our thinking because it's important and I haven't finished. I, I needed to get to that in intellect intellectual thinking. But before that, I think there's another issue. Teacher, sometimes we find it hard to stay hungry. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So I want, I'll be back next week, so I want to do this one too. So I got to get this one first. How do you stay hungry? We, we come in, we come out, it's just another Sunday here. Yeah. It's all right. So let's think about that for a minute. So Holy Spirit said, teacher, that walking ministry is, is growing. Okay? Now, what does that mean? Growing in numbers? Or, or does it mean we're growing in spiritual statue? I prefer to have growing in spiritual statue. Versus growing in numbers. He said... And this is what I wrote. He said, we're growing. But to grow big, our roots have to be deeper. That's what he's saying about us right here. Amen? Amen? This is why certain things, certain situations, certain circumstances has happened to us. In this ministry. So our roots. Our root system. Has to be deeper. So you know you got like a. A tree. That's planted. And. The roots. You know. Big old tree. You ever seen these big old trees. And then get a storm. And they tilt over. And you see all that. But the roots are like. That long. So the roots was a big tree, but the root system was shallow. So when a storm comes, it has nothing to hold on to. 
This is how people leave church. Their root system is shallow. So for the church to grow, its root system stronger, it has to grow in love. This is what's happening. Hopefully for all of us. See, it works corporately, but also individually at home and the people that you're attached to. So I'll go up to somebody and say, you know what, you're not doing this, and this is why you're not doing this, and this is why you're feeling, and you need to stop sending like this, and they get offended. You know why? Because their root system is shallow. It didn't even look for the word to anchor itself. It just went straight to the emotion. Instead, It didn't even want the truth. This is the truth, but I'm offended. You're not developing. We get offended. Well, I just identified the cause of your non-development. <sighs> why, why do we just hate the truth as believers? Oh, the love the truth. No matter how it comes. Is it the truth? <laughs> okay. That's what we hate. Watch this. Anytime, anytime your life enlarges, your responsibilities get bigger. I'm going to say this again. Anytime your life enlarges, your responsibilities get bigger. So your relationships has to go deeper. I'm talking about with God and man. So if I want to grow in God, I got to grow in my love for you. Equally as growing with God. This is going to really help your relationship. And what happens is we try to have this great relationship with God, but my relationship horizontally that's right. That's a good word for it. Non-existent or stagnant. The trial is there to develop you, not to crush you, kill you. It's to develop you. You won't grow without it. But your interpretation is incorrect. You know why? Because your emotions are attached where they shouldn't be attached. Okay. A lot of times people are, a lot of times people with, why should I say this? A lot of times with people, our responsibilities get bigger and our root system remains the same. Mm -mm. Don't say that again. Y'all agree? You, I would hope you don't have to, but it would be to your advantage. The bigger our responsibilities get, our root system somehow seems to stay the same, even though you got bigger responsibilities. Therefore, when a small trauma comes, a small disappointment comes, it tips over. That tree does. And we go into a deep depression. That, see what's deep? Your depression is deep. But your roots aren't deep. A deep depression. You go into a deep depression because of a little trauma. A little circumstance. I go into a deep, deep depression. Mm-hmm. Listen. Then we go into, you know, whatever vice it is, drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever's nearby, Netflix, HBO, eating. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Because our root system supports, mm -mm. our root system supported us well when, when there was no storm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Our root system supported us real well when there was no storm. I can handle this. Watch this. Your roots have to be able to sustain the responsibility of adult life. Mm -mm. I told y'all start marrying these boys and marry a man. Sure sign he's a boy. I told y'all it's when you take something from him, he get mad. That's a boy. Stop doing that. He get mad. Don't talk to you. Slamming doors. Get your own food. Stop marrying these boys. You want a full grown man who's able to handle you. You got that right. <laughs> Just cut through a whole lot. Damn, that right. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> your roots have to be able to support your adult life. Have you ever noticed that people start out, you know, with a passion for Jesus? Come on, running hard. Hard in the paint. They go like that for a little while. And then they die out. Maybe that was some of you. Was, was, that, was, that, was that any of y'all? See, I like, I like honest people. I'm going hard all the time. I'm just tired of tithing. That's just it. I ain't seeing nothing. You can't be tired. That's right, because you can't be a tired if you never tired. You can't be tired of it. I'm just tired of loving people. That does it, that just goes against all as a believer in itself. <laughs> I just don't love people that day. I'm having a hard time. For your roots to be deep. I just got a couple of things. Can I just give you a couple of things to, to help you? A couple of habits that I have formed. Can I share it with y'all? Y'all sure? It's going to help you. It's going to help you stay hungry. See, that's the problem. You're not hungry. I told you, when you first get saved and you're born again by the Spirit, by the Ruach HaKodesh, it's an infant you want to feed. You want to feed. You cry if you can't get to the Word. You know, like a baby cry when they can't get their nourishment, their food. They cry. It's a different type of cry. They ain't no cry in the church for the word. I'm ready to go. Are you hungry? How do I stay hungry? How do I stay hungry? Okay. These are a few things that I help help you go a little deeper. As your branches expand. <laughs> Fasting. <laughs> the F word again, huh? <laughs> As you go. Fasting. Make you last. So if you want to last. You need to fast. It will help you last and whatever you want to do. See, a lot of us is trying to do this Christianity, but we're leaving out some very important elements. You're leaving out some very important elements. If you just stop eating and not praying and studying, you're just hungry. I'm going to help y'all. The only way to increase the hunger, watch this. The only way to increase your hunger spiritually is to put yourself through the hunger physically. 
I'm not talking about hunger if you don't got no money. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the hunger you choose. Not to eat. It's a difference. So maybe y'all didn't get that. The only way to increase your hunger spiritually is to put yourself through a hunger physically. Mm. I'm talking about a hunger that you choose. I choose to be hungry. Oh, oh my goodness. This, this, this. Uh, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to let y'all go. I ain't ready for this. So, this is why you do it, though, Brandon. Got it over here. Oh, maybe that's, that's Sean I'm, I'm, I'm zeroing in on. I don't know. All right. Okay. Holy Spirit means a barometer here. I'm like, okay. It's right up in here. It's right, it's like right up in here. It's on this side, though. Amen. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I said, I'm talking about hunger that you choose. Y'all missing that. I, I choose this one. Not because I'm forced because there's no food. I choose this one. That means there is food. I choose this one. Okay? I choose this one. I choose this one. So, so you can focus on spiritual things. That's why I'm choosing this one. Okay. So I choose this fast. I, I do, and y'all know who are with me, I do this every day. The ones that are with me, they know I do this every day. I go at least minimum, minimum every day, 16 hours plus without eating. I choose this type of fast every day. Ain't that right? Where's Minister Greg at? So Minister Greg came over to do something with me. And he said, hey, Pastor, come on, we... We can, uh, we can do this, and then we can go get something to eat. I'm like, it's, it's not time for me. I choose. Yeah. See, you think it's just something real simple. 16 to 18 to maybe 20 hours a day, I don't eat. I choose. And I'm not just about playing it. I'm in the word. Yeah. It's definitely not, It's a lifestyle. I work out, I, I work out and I haven't eaten. Because my mindset is conditioned now for goal. You do that one day, two days, you got a headache, that's it, I'm done with this one. See, that's another problem when it comes to choice. I choose to be hungry. Physically, so I can feed myself spiritually. My mindset is overrides my physical mind. And there's some benefits too. So when you do that, and then not only that, you want to make sure that I'm giving y'all, I'm giving y'all hints how to stay hungry. I'm giving some keys on how to stay hungry. I choose this fast. I've been doing this for I don't know how long now. That's, that's not to brag. That's just to say, I have control over my flesh. So I ain't struggling with the things I struggle with. See, you can do the same thing. How, how hungry are you? See, that's my question. How hungry are you? How, what extreme will you go to for spiritual advantage? You got a pastor who don't fast? Hmm. We fast every Tuesday, right? 
At least put that on the document so you can go, you can do the same thing. At least every Tuesday you can fast from sunup to sundown. Okay. That's why it's called break fast, because I don't break my fast until 16 to 18 hours. And you would think, like, you're just getting weak. No, you actually get stronger when you do this on a consistent basis. Now, you got to get past the mental state of I'm hungry and there's food there and I could just get some. It's my mind. It's how I think. How strong is your mind? So if things happen and there's no food, I can at least go a little longer because I'm conditioned now. My mind is conditioned. And it's going to follow. This body's going to follow it. See, this is, what a, this is what a disciple does. Okay, I'm just giving y'all some hints of what I do. Okay, help you out. Mm-mm. I choose to stay hungry. This is my mindset. I lose the control of my soul in this area. And gain control in my spirit in the same area. I look like I'm losing, but I'm gaining. My soul is no longer operating, leading me to to eat. My soul, my spirit is saying, now it's time to feed spiritually. It's automatic. I don't have to make myself. Because it's my mindset now. It's my desire. And you will follow your desire. Your desire leads you to a destiny. So what? Uh oh. So what you desiring? What's in your heart? Okay. You will only do that. I didn't grow up in church like some of y'all did. But I noticed something. I grew up in the cult. <laughs> I noticed something though, teacher. It's possible to be around so much Christianity that you become numb to the beauty, the majesty, and the awe of God. Indifference, just indifference. I notice this when I talk to my pastor friends. It's a job. It's not a passion. It's a passion for me. (laughs) It's a desire for me. See, sometimes we come here, but it's not a desire to come. I'm not passionate to come. I'm coming because somebody asked me or told me, and 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 it seemed like the the right moral, ethical thing to do. But my heart is not in it. But I come. Yo, for real, we've gotten so familiar with the miracles and move of God that this is, oh, this is just what they do. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You're so familiar with it, you're numb to it. Somebody can be just, I mean, really going in the spirit and you just sitting there like this. We're familiar. We're, it's, we're numb to it. We don't see the awe and the majesty and the splendor and the awe of God working on that person. Yeah. They'll be finished in a minute. God is not a genie. He's not a genie in the bottle, and you're not Aladdin. And he don't have to grant you any wishes because you found him. You don't have to do any of that. See, and it was so good. 
if you read in the scripture, the reason he set the Israelites free, the Hebrews free, he set them free to serve him. That's why they were delivered. This is why they were out of bondage to serve God. So you're out right now to serve God, not yourself. The reason I set you free. Was to serve me, he said. I was talking to Minister Hal in the room, and we were talking, and uh, he was talking to a co-worker, and I, and I told him I was going to share this with y'all. And I'm, and I'm tired of this. You, who's saved in here? If you are saved, feel with the Holy Spirit. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're saved. This is the reality for me. Okay. All right. So guess what? You're not no longer a sinner. You're not a sinner. Who's saved? Who filled with the Holy Ghost? You're not a sinner anymore. A sinner is the one who has not met their Savior. Who has not been redeemed. Don't tell me I'm a sinner in it and I can sin. That doesn't make me a sinner. I'm no longer a practitioner. A habitual practicer of sin. I'm not a sinner anymore. And he was talking to, you know, somebody who supposed to be saved, right? Yeah. But, yeah, but, I'm a, but I'm a sinner. I stay in condemnation. That means you're still in bondage. Everybody here could commit murder. Does that make you a murderer right now? You haven't done it yet. You could. Everyone in here. I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm saved now, but I could sin. Does it make me a sinner? Because I no longer practice sin. But you can sin. The just man falls seven times. Oh, my God. So stop saying people. You hear people I hear highly educated theologians say, I'm, I'm just a sinner. I'm not a sinner. I'm no longer a sinner. I'm saved now. I'm a saint. I'm a friend. I'm an ambassador. I have sovereignty. Every place I go is sovereign ground for the kingdom. I'm not a sinner. So stop saying you're a sinner. Stop singing these songs. I'm a sinner just saved by grace. You're not a sinner. If you're saved. If you're saved. He's singing that song. Stop singing that song. Did I clear that up? So stop saying you're a sinner. And don't let nobody decree that over you. You know we just sinners. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm saved. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Fruit of love. Come on now. Here we go. Okay. See, see. As soon as we get saved, uh, he, he's going to grant me all of my desires. Mm -mm. He's going to clean you up first. Until you have a desire for him. See, because what you desire, you go after. So if you desire God, guess where you're going to go after? You can just see it in a person's life. I can see what you desire. Because when you talk, God going to come out of like every other sentence. Can't help it because that's what's in me. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. It's like a person that, that work in a chocolate factory. Mm, I'm going to have to bring it natural. Mm. A person that work in there, and they, they're around it all the time, they begin to hate it. Mm, they lose a taste for it. I done ate so much of it. See, that's what happened with God. You done been in this thing for so long, now I just kind of lost a taste for him. I'll just come once in a while or come when I feel like it. I'm not passionate because your passion will draw you, drive you. If you're passionate about sin, fornication, guess what? You're going to be driven to it and you're going to do it. I told you, your, 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 your desire takes you to a destiny, good or bad. If you watch porn, it's going to take you to a destiny. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. It's a rehearsal. <sighs> so teacher and I, we teach a lot, right? We've been teaching a lot of messages since 2011. Oh, my God. A lot of messages. We taught a lot of messages. We've been in line of, the, of fire from, from the saints, accused, accusations. Many times it's just friends and family. Mm -hmm. Other ministries, other pastors, deaths in the family, disappointments. And what helps us, and what helps teacher and I to reset our spiritual life. So we are on fire for God today as we were when I got saved. When I was 38, I'm 55 now. 17 years, about 18 now. See, we choose to be hungry. We choose to fast. We choose to fast so we can last. That's right. That is the truth. I know that's right. We choose it so we can last. See, it's the real fundamental, real basic things that we forget. But all that happening, I mean... I teach on Sunday, I teach on Friday, I teach on Tuesday. I've been doing this, I'm talking about, we've been in counseling, we do all this stuff, I mean, all the time. And our fire still stays lit. It doesn't diminish like, you know, uh, the day, this, I just can't get a phrase up today. We're never like that. You never see us like that. How do I reset my spiritual growth so I don't get burdened? Many pastors do. Yeah, many pastors who commit suicide. Not here. <laughs> it's got to be demonic. So just think about it on the daily. You just come, but there's no preparation. There's, there's all day preparation to do what we do since 2011. Non-stop. No vacation. I'm on assignment, even on vacation. I'm not trying to get away. I'm trying to remain. Mm, we sure did. All right. I see I'm just giving you all a few tips to help you how to stay hungry. All right, this is the last one, but you all not going to like this one. You're going to be upset. Gonna be, this is personal. No, I'm not going to like this one. <laughs> to overcome overwhelmness, you have to avoid <laughs> overweightness. Don't want to hear that one. Y'all going to take it personal with me now, right? I better stand behind the podium over here. They're going to get mad at me. Mmm. Go to John real quick. I'm going to let y'all go. John fighting with me. Okay, hold on. Y'all got to give me something. All right, ready? Go to 3 John 1 and 2. To overcome overwhelmness, you have to avoid overweightness. <laughs> hmm? Overwhelmness. Being overwhelmed. With life. Yes, right. Overwhelmedness. Not wellness. Wellness. Overwhelmed. Y'all got it? We're going to 3 John 1 and 2. Ready? Just read that first part. 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way mm. and that your body may keep well. Mm even as I know your soul keeps well My and God. prospers. Mm -mm -mm. 
man. You know, so that was John talking, right? Right? And he was talking to uh, Gaius, I think it was, and he had some ailments. We're like, what is this scripture about? You know, he, he was a leader in the church, but he was sick. But he was praying that he would be well. But what he was saying, if you do a scripture, he never diminished in his job as a leader because of his ailment. I want you to prosper in your soul, even that I want you, because your, your mind got it. But I need your body now to follow, too. It's all right. God, get the glory out of that. See, they don't see the struggle that it has when you have that, and I'm not claiming it for, but this is what the doctor said about this autoimmune deficiency or her body fighting, turned against itself. Raise your hand so they see who I'm talking about. But she is the most active. Because it's her mindset. No, you didn't get up. What is, it's hard for her to get out of the bed every morning. It's like arthritis in her spine, in her joints. So you just jump out of bed and do whatever you want. This is a struggle for her every morning. But her worship, guys, has not diminished. Your mindset, your character has not diminished. We get a hangnail. That's it. I ain't coming to church. I stumped my toe, Pastor. I just, I'll see you next week. <laughs> do, do you know what it takes to get out of the bed? And I'm sure Thomasine can attest to it too. To function, to come up the stairs. Something we just come up real easy. To get out of the bed. Wish you could stay home. And if you ever come to her class, you can be like, the devil is a lie. I, I mean, I take a class. I'm on my eighth week going, and I tell you what is the best thing. I can't, I can't even imagine going through what she goes through to do what she does. That's her ministry. It's her body. This is where her affliction is. Is in her body. Okay. What's your excuse? Okay. Let me go here. In order to avoid being overwhelmed, it's very, it's very practical to have, you have to, over, you have to avoid being overweight. I told you, y'all going to get, don't get mad at me. My job is to help you. Mm -hmm. In order to be overwhelmed, it's very practical, right? You have to avoid being overweight. All right. When you're overweight physically, it begins to affect your emotions. And you're being sapped of energy. Listen to what I'm saying. Your energy your, or your physical energy or your structured body are, or is not designed to carry excess weight. It's not. Hold on. Listen to me. It's not designed to carry excess weight. See, if you really did lose a consecrated life, the weight would manage itself. Your structure is designed to carry a certain body fat percentage. Based on how you eat, you sleep, and what you drink. God's design. Not your desires. So when you just control that, the, your natural body will adapt. God is the designer. He knows. Don't tell me nothing about your genetics. I can get that too. I'm doing with the biggest genetic part of you is how you think. Okay? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Twinkies. Mm -hmm. Just get in a good relationship. You'll gain some weight. All right. All right. Okay. All right. 
and your body was not designed to be sedentary. Your body was never designed to be sedentary, to be just stationary. It was designed to move. Just like the gospel. It was designed to move. So you see people in wheelchairs, right? When they have atrophy in their body, what happens to their bodies? Their, their arms, their limbs, they shrink. Because it was designed to move. But it's funny though. Their belly won't. The belly can still get big. That's what you eat. But you're designed to move. Okay. All right. Okay. You ever seen the guys that do the bodybuilding and they in the wheelchairs? Their upper body is fine. They've got muscles and everything. They do bodybuilding show. But their legs, skinny. But they're eating. They're eating like I'm in eating. Control. Y'all better listen. Listen to this. I know you might say this. Here you go, teacher. I know they might say this. My weight doesn't matter. I know who I am in Christ. Don't even talk to me, Pastor. I know who I am in Christ. I rebuke that. <laughs> I heard that in the spirit somewhere. And you are absolutely 100% correct. You are absolutely right. Your weight doesn't determine your worth. Your weight does not determine your worth. I just told you that your body wasn't designed to handle the extra weight, right? All right, let me see. But my knees and my back, but my knees and my back, they suffer because of your lifestyle. And, and your knees and your back don't care if you saved. Don't care. You're carrying the load. It don't care. Mm -mm. But you, you, your, your identity is hidden in Christ. I got you. But your knees and your back are saying something different. Mm -hmm. But see, what you got to understand, that's an open door to many other things. Let's talk about it. We, and see, the Bible talks about your body. It's a temple. And as a church, we take very, we're very derelict in our care of our bodies. I'm talking about if you're skinny, too. S small people have heart attacks, too. So it ain't about that. Small people have heart attacks. That's right. They got fed around their heart and arteries and claws. And you need angioplasty. And you need all these other things. Mm-hmm. This is my thing when it comes to overweight. Remember, you're a soldier. You forgot you was a soldier. In the army of Christ, listen. In the natural, as a soldier, and you are a soldier, the Bible says that. That means you have PT. You have physical training. Buffet your body. I'm 55. I'm tearing T-class up. I mean, it's, it's, whoo, it's arduous. I mean, you're going to work in there. You got to get moving, though. You can modify. I modify all the time. I tear it up, but I'm in there. But I'm in there. See, what happens to us, what, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready though. What happens to us is we, we, we're like mall cops in mall security. A mall, a mall cop or security is not trained for warfare. They're to help assist people to the bathrooms. They help to stand there with them when a real incident comes to the cops, the real cops come. They stand there for that. They're not trained for warfare. You're trained for warfare. You need to be fit to fight. 
I'm tired. Okay. All right. Mm-mm-mm. If you're in the military, you're fit and sharp, right? You're prepared for war, right? Okay. For many people, spiritually and physically, we are struggling because you're, phys- you're physically not fit. I take my head off to Whitney. Thank you. I'm with you. I care about her. Teaching, I care about her. So walk with me, not walk with me, but, but fit, let's, let's live. Uh, sponsors have for her. It gives her an incentive to continue. Because Minister Brian is running a business. If you love your sister, you love your brother, you want to help them. Don't be just running up and saying, Pastor, I need a sponsorship. I check out your character. I check out your commitment. She's tearing it up. Whitney, how much have you lost? 30 pounds. Amen. Amen. It's in the bloodline. Her brother is going to be a pro bodybuilder. Is in the bloodline? Okay, here we go. Yep, sure is. They're going to give me some time. They need, they came to eat today. I got it, teacher. I know, teacher, this is what, this is what happened. Some people came in today. I wanted to hear about Jesus. I didn't want to hear about my, my weight and my situation. I didn't come about that. I didn't come for that. I came for the word, for my life. And you're not realizing this is you just got the word for your life. I just came to hear about Jesus. <laughs> I'm talking about this because, listen, it affects when you're overweight, not healthy. It affects every area of your life. If you're not mentally strong, it affects every area of your life. If you have a mental disability, that doesn't mean you're not intelligent and smart. But there's so many things out here because of the foods that you eat that are enhancing things in your body. Paul said, I want you to prosper in your soul. I want your body to prosper. Well, you're going to have some information to help you with that. Amen? That's what I'm trying to do. All right. I need you to do what you do to do your ministry without pain. Because a lot of times you do things in... You're in pain. Isn't that right? All right. This is real important. It's like trying to put an 18-wheeler trailer on your two-door coupe. And trying to move forward. And, and trying to go uphill. It's, it's too much. It's too heavy. See, the 18-wheeler on you could be, you know, rejection. See, I told you, it, the overweightness affects how you think. Not having condition of your body hurts the way you think. If you're not strong and rooted, someone says that you'll get, listen, you'll, you'll be offended. Somebody might be offended now. I hope not. I'm trying to help you. You're trying to pull that 18-wheeler trailer with that coupe. You're not going to get far. 
You're not going to think around that. How long is that going to last before that coop break down when you're pulling all of that heavy weight? Hmm? I, I can go physically or spiritually. You're going to break down. No roots. The mental weight is overwhelming. And the physical weight will affect my spiritual calling. Y'all hear me back there? That physical weight can affect your spiritual calling. Because you lose the energy to fight for your family. For your husband. For your wife. Your marriage or our society that we live in. Because I'm carrying too much weight. See, that's a solidify in the spirit and the natural. I'm carrying too much weight. I told you, if you're small, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you fit. Just because you're skinny don't mean you're fit. Because you could be mentally heavy. Spiritually heavy. (sighs) I'm not trying to discourage you, right? Y'all know that, right? I'm actually trying to motivate you. Trying to motivate you. So in this ministry, we're we're actually um, contributing... And we make available to you things for your health. I mean, in the book of Leviticus, it tells you how to eat. So we got Minister Brandy up here. She's take partake of it. That's all I eat. I'm low. I'm like 163 right now. My goal is 155. And listen, and to remain. It's not about that. Listen, it's what's healthy for a 55-year-old man that don't take any medication. If y'all can see some of my... Okay. I won't be fit. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to put in the mental work. That's why a lot of us don't lose weight or be considered because we're, we're afraid to put in the mental work. God built it into his whole system called fast to help you. But you choose. Okay. All right. We're going to reverse the curse. Last thing, teacher. And I'm going, but they had to give me this. Teacher and I do this. I'm giving you some things that keep us hungry. Amen. I focus more on educating myself. Than entertaining myself. I focus more on educating myself than entertaining myself. It's how I keep my fire lit. So uh, in John 3, where we were just at right there, my soul prospers. Your soul goes bankrupt if you spend too much time in entertainment mode. Your soul goes bankrupt. That soul is supposed to download into my subconscious. And then my subconscious is, is where I operate from. So it's natural. See, my love is natural. Not to hate now. That's what's in my subconscious. Okay, here we go. Many times, entertainment for believers is this. Escapism. Uh, Escapism. Many times for believers. Entertainment is escapism. From the pressures of life. I'm not saying you can't watch, you know, you know, Tony Child, somebody in a karate movie and you want to fight. And I ain't saying you can't do that or go to a game and, and do other things. That's not what I'm saying. Okay? I just need y'all to know that. Pastor ain't saying you can't do nothing but read the word. That's not what I'm saying. 
But it shouldn't be the thing that controls you. You shouldn't have. Y'all ready to go there? You shouldn't have more Netflix time than you have study time. You know, you can go on your phone with your iPhones and y'all can see how much time you spent all week on Facebook. It'll calculate it. How much time that you actually do. See, now you can see who's controlling. You can see what your thoughts and your meditation. You can see why you are where you are because your mindset, you're filling it with other stuff, entertainment. And I told you what, what entertainment is. To muse. Amuse. Ah means not. Amuse means to meditate. So when you do all this, it's not meditation. It's not thinking. So when you watch TV, you go into an alpha mode. And alpha mode allows you to, listen, receive transmission from the thing that you're allowing in your eye gate, in your ear gate. It's called television programming. Okay. This is what happened. I mean, for real. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm almost finished. It shouldn't become a coping mechanism. Okay. Watching these things and all those things that you like to do shouldn't become a coping mechanism Amen. for you to escape, listen, reality. Right. It shouldn't overtake you from educating yourself in the things of God. You have to have some balance. As a believer, you should have to set, you should have to, you, you should have set times to study and read. Uh -uh. We'll watch this. We'll watch four seasons of a Netflix nonstop series. Blink twice. Nonstop. I'm going to watch the whole season, all the whole thing. 2017 to 2019, right here today. <laughs> but you won't read the word for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Without falling asleep. See, like the average CEO of a company, the average CEO of a company reads four to six books a week. The average employee of that CEO company reads, listen, one to two a year. What's your library look like? If you're a believer, you should have a library. You got Netflix. As long as you're breathing, you should be educating yourself. Right along with your associate degree, your bachelor degree, your master degree, your PhD. A lot of times we feel like we don't need to read no more after we got accomplished all those things. Remember this. This is what I'm going to say here. I'm going to end. Remember, when you're overwhelmed, when you're overwhelmed, you stop taking care of yourself. Y'all hear me back there in the back. When you're overwhelmed, you stop taking, care of, stop taking care of yourself. You stop staying fit. Physically and mentally and emotionally. Stay in a fasting mode. We're spiritual beings. You haven't created a hunger in the physical. So you have a hunger in the spiritual. Because as soon as I get hungry, I feed it. But when I get hungry spiritually, what do I do? There you go. And continue to educate yourself. And your hunger for God will not decrease. Amen? That's all I want to say today. But I didn't get into, next week we're going to get back into the relationship thing. We're going to get back into how you're thinking. But this is still part of how you're thinking. These are some things that teacher and I do to keep us 
hungry. To keep us hungry. To prepare a message to be before God nonstop and not decrease. Not one minute. Ain't nobody ever seen me depressed. And you don't know all the things that I deal with, especially all of you. Some like me, some don't. Some understand me, some don't. That's a shame. <laughs> I'm here. So much as believers that we're missing out with us not connecting with each other. And we need to. If you really love God, you feel compelled to connect with you. That's what true love is with God and man. And if I don't have that, what's the issue? Let me find out what filter is in the way so I can remove it and I can have the full flow of God's love. Amen? Amen. And that's it. Ministers, come on up.